The Koigig Pod. Well, I'm smiling from a Manchester United viewpoint. Champions League nearly in the bag. But Man City will be really disappointed. They didn't look like the team that had won 14 on the trot. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now. Delighted to say Keith Wood is with us. Keith, good morning to you. How are you? I'm very good, Ger. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, good. It's uh, It's been rare enough over the last decade, really, that we've got to speak about Munster beating Leinster in a big game. So, um, how are you feeling? Well, I like the way your voice went up there at the end uh, saying that. Um, how am I feeling? Um, I'm delighted, obviously. Um, I, I thought it was a absolutely cracking game of rugby. It was exciting from start to finish. Um, and I thought Munster were the better team on the day. And, um, you know, it, it's been an interesting uh, journey this year in particular, watching how Munster have played. They were so poor at the start. Um, they, I think they got an awful lot of things wrong in trying to get things right. And from the onset, it didn't look like they were actually going to be able to get to where they wanted to this year, which was qualification for next year, the European uh, the European Cup, but also the opportunity to be in the knockout stages even. That was at risk for a lot of it. But the last six or eight weeks have been pretty extraordinary. Um, they look sharp, they look fit. Um, and I have to say the drop goal at the end was, um, we'll slag Raj about it, but it was maybe... Um, not as important as some of Roger's kicks, but it was aesthetically very pleasing on the eye. Um, it was a fine piece of play taken early. Um, you often can, can, um, wait until the time is out and then it becomes a, a boom or bust kick, but, uh, there was still a minute and a half left in the clock. So, uh, look, it was, it was a cracking game of rugby. It was very enjoyable. Yeah, there's a possibility that we will look back on it as just as important as some of those big Rodge kicks in the European Cup because it's the start of something. It feels like this team needed something to go their way to just make sure that they believed all the messages that they were being told by their coaches. That's not to say that there was any signs that they didn't, but that you need something along the way to remind everybody that the work we've been doing is beginning to show signs of bearing fruit and that fruit is tasty. Yeah, look, I think this is the, um, I know there's been a lot of conversation about the fact that this can't be the final and there has to be, um, you know, they can't leave it there and it has to go on to the next part. Um, but without a shadow of a doubt, there is a monkey on the back with Leinster and Leinster have been the the, the preeminent team for, for the last uh, 10, 12 years. <clears throat> They've been on fire. Um and so for Munster to get the win over them was in, in, in a big match that counts um, is, is hugely important. I think you can look back in it, but we won't know that for, for time to come yet. But um, look, I, I, I was interested with the amount of celebration from, from the players because I, I do think um, this is something that they've had to carry for a long time. And there's a chunk of players there who... who who haven't tasted the success of the previous generation for Munster. So um, to try and get to that point of where they now have a proper chance at it. And also, I think if, if you know, if, if I look back on the last five or six years, it also was a performance in, in a semi-final. And 
too often we have spoken about monstrous performances in the semis and finals that they've had in the last number of years. Um, I have been not turning up, of not playing, of not looking to play. So you could see, um, you know, the shoots of, of, of a different style of a, like it's not hugely different, but it's, it's different. And there is a willingness to try things and a, a willingness to have a go. And it wasn't perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. I think and the previous semis and finals, uh, there was nothing. It was kick the ball, try and win it back, stay in the game, eke out a win at the very end. This wasn't that type of performance. This was this was a changed performance. It's a culture shift. It feels like where they are willing to try stuff, and it doesn't feel like they're going to be hauled over the coals for making a single mistake. And so it just felt like it's a quantum leap forward. Why is Roundtree able to get this performance? Why is Roundtree and his coaching ticket able to get this performance from this group or well, these performances? I think they're trying. I think they're, they're trying to play a different style. So. Um, um, I think uh, Lee Mee's defence has been excellent. I think Prendergast's um, uh, willingness to let guys go wide and still some of the passing isn't good enough, you know, and it's still, it's, it's a work in progress. But I think there is that shift to say, this is what we're going to go and do. And I also have to say, I think it's built on... Um, pretty heavily on trying to promote... Monster's own players, you know, and like we've had this conversation time and time again, but I think we we drifted away from that for the last period of time, that it was easier to take a player in from overseas than it was to try and uh, develop your own. And I think um, in the last year, um, and actually partly because of COVID in the year before, um, some of the younger guys were getting a chance and getting an opportunity to go and play. Um, but the vast core of that team were from Munster. And this isn't anyway, um, I, like I always think Munster need to have a couple of players either from uh, other parts of Ireland or from overseas to, to bolster the numbers. But the core of the team still has to be Munster. That looked like much more of a Munster team, had a feel for it as well. Um, so I look for me, it just there was a change. You no. Know, uh, Leinster played uh, played their part in that by not picking a full uh, a full strength side, um, which which I was unbelievably surprised by. And um, but you know, monsters can only do what they can do, and they did what needed to be done. You were, you were surprised by the Leinster selection, Keith. It's one of the difficulties that Leinster have. We talk about the 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 strength of their system, and their system is extraordinarily strong with. Uh, with a huge number of players coming through the school system and they've been building on the wider club system to try and get more players in through. They have strength and depth that everybody would would wish for, um, except when you have to try and keep them all happy and trying to keep every single, every single player involved. That is a fairly unique um, circumstance that Leinster have to deal with all the time. And it's funny, I was looking at the game, I was looking when the team was announced, actually, and I was just trying to think how how peeved would I be if I was a, um, a Leinster player not getting a chance to play in, in, in a semi-final and now not getting a chance to play in a final that they may have gone. I mean, it's hard for... Players are there to win trophies, and I, I 
that as a selection seemed to be missing too many of the of the players. It could have been far more of a of a um, of a mix if you wanted to rest players. It's, these are the only important games of the season when you get to this time of the season. So you still need to be putting out as close to your best team as you can. And uh, for me, that smacked of overconfidence. Um, and I think Leo Cullen said the same. He just he said, "Look, he got it wrong." And and I do think that. You know, when when Monster woke up to the team announcement that was there, they'd say, "Okay, there's enough of guys there that aren't um, uh, maybe aren't world beaters, so maybe we can we can go after them." So, look, I, that's the case. I think it heaps colossal pressure on Leinster now again for for this weekend. So, um, um, and they have put all their eggs in this basket. So it, it leads to a very interesting weekend. It does lead to a very interesting weekend. What's your instinct at the moment about how that's going to go and the relative way both sides are coming into it? Well, I, I see, for me, it's never give us never give a sucker an even break. So um, Leinster losing in the Aviva, that is a chink. And they wanted to make that impregnable. And all the chat has been about the fact that Leinster have their own way in both competitions, that they're playing all their matches at home, which I think is just a, a benefit of the quality in which they've played all season, which has been absolutely extraordinary, but also the the, the way some of the, the, the cups have been structured, the leagues have been structured. So, but this is a big chink when you see them lose the week before. Um, so I would have said pretty consistently that the home team wins. And they have done pretty much for for all the uh, the quarters, semis, any knockout matches, and anything that we've seen for the most part this year. Um, and that just kind of flipped a little bit. So I, look, I would have said anyway that Leinster were favourites for the match at the weekend. They should well be. I think they're slightly less favourites um, uh, than the, than they were, but they still are favourites for it. I would still expect them to win at home with a fully stacked team. Um, but again, you're like for 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 La Rochelle and Raj, he's thinking whatever chinks there are in the armor, let's go after those. And you know he'd try and do something that's a little bit different. And if he can get his players up to the pitch that he requires, um, and is he then going to be able to destabilize Leinster? And like I don't know, it's for me, it's. We've watched them play last year. We've watched all those big matches for the last few years. They're great games. They're intriguing games. I mean, I'm looking forward to this this weekend as well because for me, they are the two best teams that have been in the in the competition and they're getting a chance to play each other again in a final. It's becoming a real proper rivalry. It's like it genuinely has been one of those titanic things that catapults the European Cup into something that isn't just... A, a regular run-of-the-mill tournament. And I think, I think the fact that O'Gara has such a long storied relationship with the competition that really helps. Like, uh, it, it's clear that La Rochelle will have another open-top bus parade if they win this. And that that really matters. If you're two teams of Galacticos playing against each other and there's no backstory, there's no sense of real energy that you have. I mean, Roger's backstory is pretty fantastic. From um, from his his successes and failures, from his kicks that went over, his kicks that didn't go over, for playing for Munster, playing for Ireland, for winning trophies, for you know taking a 
um, a, a rare path to through coaching overseas um, to then coming back to the rivalry to um, you know himself and Johnny Sexton. I mean, there's 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 twenty different stories to say that fit into this. It's why we love sports. It's the storytelling element of sport. Keith, I think we should reserve a special mention for, for Keith Earls. We didn't really get to touch on him yesterday, but I mean, he was so emotional after the match. Hasn't won a trophy for Munster in 12 years. That injury he picked up in April, as Kean Tracy pointed out on Twitter at the weekend, could have been the end of his Munster career. And yet he was brilliant uh, at the weekend. Well, I, I didn't think he was going to be playing. And I don't think anybody thought he was going to be playing. And, um, you know... In that rush to come back from injury for such a big game, yeah, I think it's understandable. You'll put a lot at risk to play that game. I think that's fair enough. I think the same could be said for Peter Romani, um, who looked seriously uh, uncomfortable the previous week. But for Keith Earls to come back, having played nothing this year, really, um, um, I'm glad they brought him out to talk afterwards. Interested to see how wrecked he was afterwards. You know, he put everything into it. And um, uh, for me, it's a really important idea. And I know it's kind of um, almost passe sometimes to talk about that the, the monster, that feeling. But for somebody who's been at the heart of it for a long time, you can see what it actually means um, uh, for him to get there. Uh, again, I would just hope that that emotional pitch is one that the um, that Munster are able to re-get to because they've had a fantastic last five or six weeks, um, but there was an outpouring of emotion after the game and they need to rebalance that. And thankfully for them, they have two weeks before they play again because I think it would be very hard to replicate that inside a week. There was an outpouring of emotion in South Africa as well when the, uh, the Stormers players and coaches and families all realised it would be Munster and not Leinster that they were playing. Now, of course, the coach, head coach John Dobson, I think, has come out and said, well, look, it was also the fact that they don't have to travel uh, for the final now and the wives and girlfriends won't have to uh, say goodbye for, for 10 days. What did you make of all that? Yeah, I think it's both of those. Um, I think one was kind of covering up a little bit of the other one, which was fine. Um, but if you were any team in the world... Who would you rather play? Let's, let's be honest. You'd rather play Munster, not not Leinster, um, and uh, and you'd rather play at home. You know, and you're dead right. Their life became an awful lot easier for them. Doesn't mean it's going to be easy enough for them to win, but um, um, and they're pretty bitter about the manner in which Munster had gone down and, and had beaten them um, only a few weeks ago. Um, so that's another game that becomes one of those fantastic opportunities because um, an awful lot of teams that had gone there had lost. Um, Munster won. Munster dug out a win out of nowhere and their confidence has only grown since then. So, you know, that makes it... It's always still advantage to the home team. It really is. That's such a, that's such a huge thing in rugby. It's also a huge thing at the end of the season. So, um, like, if that ground gets... Full, which we just hope that it will, because we're, we're look, we you know, all these matches need to be played in 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 in, in grounds with huge amounts of supporters. So, um, but no, I think it's understandable. It sounds like it will be full, and, and um, they will bring great colour to it, and it's going to be a great occasion. And um, yeah. and look, we have another week to to think about that one. But the game this weekend, from Leinster's perspective, Lancaster did his final Monday press briefing. 
He did interestingly say that at some point he'd like to come back and coach in Dublin again. He didn't say in Leinster. Is that like a, look, if the Ireland job ever becomes available, you should think about me? I think there's a why not. Um, I've been interested by the lack of commentary over him leaving as to whether that's destabilising Leinster or not, where for every other coach we've seen leaving a place, we say, well, if you're going, go, you know, whatever the story is. I mean, there's a high level of affection to Stuart Lancaster. He has delivered a huge amount for this Leinster team with Leo Cullen. Um, Yeah, he kept the door open, didn't he? He kept it ajar. There was quite a nod towards Ireland, but... um, but like, like it's become a place for him to rehabilitate his career. I mean, he was on the rocks um, after uh, England in 2015. He was um, um, pretty much persona non grata in England. And he was like, uh, I think he made a couple of mistakes in that World Cup, but he had done so much good work prior to that and what he was actually doing with England. And I think Eddie Jones got the benefit of that actually for the, for the first couple of years afterwards as well. Um, I, I th- you're dead right. He's got a soft spot for Ireland. You know, he's got a chance to rebuild his career, um, not in necessarily the glare of the, uh, of the boss's role. I think um, Leo Cullen has shielded him through that period of time. I think they've been a fantastic partnership actually. Yeah, and like he'd be uh, definitely one of the top candidates for the Ireland gig if that was to become available. Assuming, you know, I think if if O'Gara wanted it next, whenever Andy Farrell goes, you'd make him favourite. But um, if he didn't want it for whatever reason, if it wasn't the right time, uh, then you can also see how um, Lancaster could easily fit into that role from an Ireland perspective. And I, I, I think that it would be the type of thing that would go down relatively well with... Um, with the Ireland supporters. But in terms of how the team are going to play this week, are, are Leinster a better side this time around than they were last year? Bear in mind, they won't have Sexton. And uh, while Ross Byrne has been excellent, he still isn't at the same level as Sexton. La Rochelle certainly seemed to be a stronger team than they were last year. And while they won it at the death, I don't think that many people thought that they were undeserving uh, of their victory. So uh, is the pendulum actually slightly in favour of, notwithstanding the fact that Leinster are favourites because they're home, is the pendulum slightly swung in favour of La Rochelle in terms of the last 12 months? No, I think it's more evenly balanced. I do think La Rochelle are better um, than they were last year. I think they're playing a slightly better style. They have a couple of different players in different positions. About half, they're far more confident. Carbarlo's on fire. Um, uh, Batia, pretty extraordinary, whatever position you want to put him into. Um uh, they look more assured also having having won. Um, they are, I don't think they're taking anything for granted. I think they are building on that idea and they're on that crest of a wave and it's, pre- it's pretty interesting to watch. Um, again, when we, we talked about that passion, that kind of old passion of monster that gets kind of dismissed at times and it, but it can gel a whole community and that seems to be the case in La Rochelle which is pretty fantastic um, Leinster are a lot better than last year and um, they're a lot better in the physicality that they bring to the game I think the second rows are upping their game their back row is world class and Sheehan is a year older and phenomenal um, it comes back to that look we'll be talking about this until uh, until he fully retires. Um, but Leinster miss Johnny Sexton, you know, and um, 
Uh, Ross Byrne has done, I think, extraordinarily well. I think he's had two or three ups and downs in the last two years. He's he's borne those incredibly well. I think you have to be impressed by the manner he's been written off and the manner in which he's come back and delivered. Um, he's the best ball-striking 10 we have in the country by a country mile. He seems to put everything over at ease. Um, it's whether he can exert the amount of control on a, on a team... Um, who are going to be under pressure at at, at rock time and mall time. So um, if he's under pressure, if he gets quick ball, there is an opportunity for him to unleash an awful lot from, from Leinster. If everything is slowed down an awful lot, um, it becomes harder. So look, I think the the, the pressure for the, the management of this goes on Jemison Gibson Park. I think that becomes, he becomes far more important within this team um, but the forwards have to stack up. And I have to say, Leicester's forwards have been phenomenal this year. So, like, I cannot call the game. That's 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 where I'm at. I think Leinster are marginal favourites because they're at home, but um, they're going to play against a team, one of the few teams that will really be able to outmuscle them. And yeah. if that happens, um, then La Rochelle could win. But... Um, yeah, I, I just—it's one of those. It's—it's—it's it's, it's rare you get you get to a, a final and say these are two teams that have got a different routes over the last few years, um, but they have bolstered all their weaknesses to get themselves to this moment of this time. And like that's—isn't that all you ever want for a final? Yeah, Keith, good stuff. Thanks a million for joining us this morning. Cheers. Cheers, gents. OCB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now.